0: I want to minister a word uh, this morning uh, entitled uh, First Things First. First Things First. Thank you so very much. We are starting a brand new series called Juicy. And uh, how many of you receive, if you have not received your note card when you came into church, would you raise your hand please? You did not get your note card. Um, I'm hoping that we were ready for this. Um, If you did not receive your note card, keep your hand raised. Someone's going to place one in your hand. Um, on the note card this um, 12 o'clock afternoon, um, we have a couple of things on there. The creative team is creative. So they, they, they gave you a smoothie recipe. But on the other side, there's a couple of the points that we will hit today in today's message along with some scriptures. And then the back side, somebody say the back side. The backside is a place where you can write what you gather. You can write your notes on the back of it. Um, the creative team created it for you. Even what they said is that the majority of you do not go back to your notes. I didn't say that. That's what the creative team said, <laughs> literally. So they said that you could use this to give it to someone else to impact them on what you received this week. And use it as an invitation to invite them to come to church next week. Somebody say, I like it, I like it. So so we want you to utilize that. Don't waste God's money. We're using all of this to impact you visually, audibly, and all of that. Use it, doggone it. And uh, so we're happy that you have that in hand. We start a new series called Juicy. Um, Our church has an amazing way of taking a very powerful prophetic themes and principles and presenting it to you in a very creative way so that you can walk away with it. Um, I'm very grateful and I'm saying this for a reason for all of the creatives that have been a part of the journey of this almost 10 years in January of us doing ministry because we have impacted. Some of you have found out of us because of stuff that the creative team has put out Um, at different points and places and so I just wanted to take a moment and honor anybody who's been a part of the creative journey for the past decade let's just thank God for them come on do do better than that church we just honor all of you thank you so very much for what you do Um, we're we're starting off in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9 as we start this journey and I love the scripture here that I'm going to kind of use as a base throughout the series. Uh, And the scripture says to honor the Lord with your possessions um, and with the first uh, fruit of all your increase. Leave that up for a moment. This is what I want you to do. God gets to tell you how to honor him. That's how I want to start. That's how I want to start. God gets to tell you how to honor him. Have you had anybody who you were in a relationship with telling you how they were respecting you? You know, y'all here today. They telling you how you should be respected and how you should be honored. How many of you like that when somebody tell you how you should be respected? And okay, appreciate that. Um, I don't think God likes it either, right? This I, this mindset of I'm going to tell you, I gave you this, you ought to be happy with what I gave you. Whether that be time, energy, whether that be resources, whether whatever that looks like. We we do not make a decision on how we honor God. We have to let him tell us. And how does God tell us? Well, he starts off telling us in his written word. And he says this. Honor the Lord with your possessions. That means anything that you have has been given to you with a purpose. Write that down. What I have has been given to me with a purpose. And that purpose is to honor God. Whatever you have in life. Be it your family, honor the Lord with it. Your vehicles, honor the Lord with it. How do I honor the Lord with my vehicle? That means that you don't don't push people off when you see that they need a ride to get to a place. Because now what you're doing is you're dishonoring God as it relates to that because you're not caring. He said, what you do unto the least of these, you've done unto me. Are you getting this today? Honor the Lord with your house. Don't you get your house and then make a decision that you're not going to allow anybody ever to come over. Ain't nobody coming over here. I don't like everybody up in my house. Interesting enough, interesting enough that, you know, the Lord wants you to, you really check out the the Bible and you really study the church in the beginning days. They went from house to house. Somebody say amen. You've got to honor the Lord with your possessions. And where we're going to focus is this next part. And with the first fruit. Of all your increase, that means anything and any way that your life has been increased, God wants the first of it. Somebody say, I believe it. God wants the first of it. Let's go through a journey through the word of God. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. We're going to go through a journey through the word of God. I'm going to kind of teach and preach as we go. You'll grab some things and you'll you'll walk out with it. And so the scripture says, then God said, let the earth bring forth grass. The herb that yields what? I can't hear you. The herb that yields what? The herb that yields seed. And the fruit tree that yields what? According to its what? Whose seed is in itself. Very, very important. Do you see this? Whose seed is in itself. So everything on earth, leave that up. Everything on earth has a seed inside of it to produce after its own kind. You rocking with me? Everything in earth has a seed inside of it to produce after its own kind. When you think of first fruit, I want you to think about harvest. Okay? So everybody's praising for their harvest. But oftentimes we don't know what to do with it once it comes. Everybody's like, I gave. I sowed my seed. Where's my harvest? And this is what God says. When you get your harvest... He said, I want you to honor me with the first of it. With the first of whatever comes in your harvest, God said, it belongs to him. Are you rocking with me today? So no matter what kind of seed, I don't want you to just think financial seed. I also want you to think about what you produce in the earth. That's what I want you to think about. Whatever your life is producing, if your life isn't producing anything, that's a whole different message for a whole different series, not for today. Okay, different series. Different series. But, but I want to talk to those who, if your life has produced anything, somebody say anything. Amen. If your life has produced anything, the Lord says the first of what you have produced belongs to me. Yeah. Yeah. It belongs to me. Are y'all rocking with me today? Yeah. So he, get, he gave a whole bunch of things. See, Let's look at this. Let's look at the animals in Genesis 1.25. If it's good to you already, say you're teaching good apostle. Thank you. Even though I made you say it. All right. Genesis 1 and 25. I'm going to move fast. I'll just read it for the sake of time. And God made the beasts of the earth according to its kind. cattle, according to its kind. everything that creeps on the earth, according to its kind. and God saw it. And it was what? Good. So we see that even the animals had the ability to produce after its own kind because of the seed on the inside of it. You, I got to say this real quick. You have to. You've been made to produce. But then even behind your production, you've been made to have proper stewardship of what you produce. And I'm going to go back to the word. You do not get to decide what stewardship looks like. Now that's not as a follower of Christ. No, no, no. We have to go to the scripture. Somebody say I want the Bible. Come on, just fake it till you make it. Say, I want the Bible. (laughs) I want the Bible. So if I'm going to be a Christian, I have to be one that consumes the word of God. And the word of God becomes uh, the mandate. The word of God becomes the source. The word of God becomes uh, uh, the foundation on which I stand. My opinion does not become that foundation. What you think about the word of God does not become that foundation. But the word itself is strong enough to stand without your input. Are you getting this? So the word is saying that we should produce, but not only should we produce, we have to produce after our own kind. Ooh, that's so good. And and so that means that if I'm producing after my own kind, that means that I don't look at you for what I'm supposed to produce. Because there's a certain kind of seed I carry. This is just for free. There's a certain kind of seed I carry. And so I don't look at what you produce to measure what I produce. Because the DNA I carry may produce something different than what you produce. Oh, can I say it differently? This church produces a kind of person. So that's why you will go to another place or production center and you'll be looking around like, what is this? Right? You'll go to another place and you'll be like, what is this? Because a lot of times what we're doing is we're judging based upon what we are called to produce. And and against what somebody else has called to produce. You rocking with me? Genesis 128. We're just walking through the scriptures. Genesis 128. Let's see this. Then God blessed them. Who is them? Um, Male and female. He blessed them. Somebody say them. And God said to them, I love this, be fruitful and what? Fill the earth and what? Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. Next verse and over every living thing that moves on the earth, okay? So let's grab that out of there. Um, what, in, in the life that God has called for me to live, he's called for me not just to live, but he's called for me to subdue. We've talked about that before. He's Not only does he want me to subdue, which means to take over. Hello? Right? So any punk Christians, that's not following the mandate of Christ. Because the reality is that all of us are supposed to take over. Somebody say take over. You're supposed to take over in that land and that space that God has called you to and to have Dominion. But the biggest point that you've got to pull out of this, that all of us have seed in us and God's desire for us with the seed he's given us. Go back to verse 28, 27. Uh, Part A of 28. Thank you. Then God said, God said he blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. So whatever I placed inside of you, you're supposed to multiply it. Does that make sense? Whatever I place, how many of y'all remember Bebe's kids, right? We don't die. So it's very important. I do not recommend the movie. It's very important, just to be clear, that, that whatever you place inside of you, that you multiply in. Are you rocking with me so far? Write this down. When God created all things, he made it clear. All things belong to him. Say it again. When God created things, he made it clear. All things belong to him. And whatever that he gives you, it started with him. It belongs to him and he allows you to steward it. Are you getting this? So God gave dominion and authority of the earth and everything he created to man that he created. So he created it and gave it to you, to steward. So who does it belong to? (laughs) <laughs> it was confusing. I was like, it's so mine. It's mine. I, want it. <laughs> I work for it. It's mine. <laughs> but even from down to that point, can we deal with that for a minute? Without him, you have no intelligence. I know y'all because what we think is that we're so smart. Actually, no. You're not smart enough to have gotten you some of you have been dumb enough to get you where you've been in life but some of us are not i said that we're not smart enough to arrange our lives in such a way whatever we have he gave it to us with your humanistic self are you are you rocking with me today so anything he's given me i have I have, I've been given dominion over it. I've been given authority over it. But God gave it to me. Okay. So, so after the fall, after the fall, y'all rocking with me? After the fall in the Garden of Eden, everything changed. The ground was created for man's benefit, but now it was cursed. Okay. You remember that? Well, let's go to Scripture. Let's go to, first, let's go to first Genesis. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. We're just going to walk through the scripture today. I want to give you a really strong foundation today, and I want you to study these scriptures that I'm giving you. Are you ready? Then um, to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, have had eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it. Next verse. Curse is the ground for your sake. In toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Hold it there. This was not God's original intention. Okay? God wanted, from the beginning, he he did not want you to have to toil for anything. Right? But because of man's disobedience, it put them in the process of now having to have sweat at their brow when work was supposed to be a joy. Yeah, he gave you the land to subdue it. He gave you land to steward it. But it was supposed to be a joy. It was, supposed to, it was supposed to bring you great, great happiness as you did what God called you to do with what he gave you. But what we're experiencing, even some of us now, because we really haven't translated into the revelation of what God has given you to the cross, is that we are still working at the sweat of our brow. That's another miss. Okay, so the, the toil... So that you shall eat of it. How how long? All All that is. What's the next verse say? Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the herb of the field. Give me Genesis chapter 4. We're walking through this. So God intended from the beginning, right, for you to be able to steward properly what he placed in your hand. Because man walked through the process of falling, cursed is the ground. But God wanted to make sure that he allowed you to have the opportunity to shift. Somebody say shift. Shift. Somebody say shift. Shift the process or the journey of man by giving them the opportunity to bring to him what already was his. I'll show you here, Genesis chapter four, verse. Um, give me verse number. Let's start here. We'll do one now. Adam knew Eve, his wife. Okay, that wasn't mean like, "Hey, girl, I know you." Amen. I we know. You know what I'm saying? All right. So Adam knew Eve, his wife. And she conceived, right? And bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Next verse. Then she bore this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was what? A tiller of the ground. Abel kept sheep. Cain Tilled the ground. Remember that, okay? Next verse. And in the process of time, notice how the the Bible skipped a whole lot, man. I mean, she gave birth, and now they tilling and, okay, anyway. It's like, it's a whole lot in there. Um, In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Remember, Cain was the one that was dealing the ground, Fruit of the ground to the Lord. He brought an offering. Somebody say, an offering. Next verse. Abel also brought of the, he brought of the, of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected what? And, leave that up. So what did Cain do? He just brought an offering. Anything to do. Please pay attention. Because we have taught this to say that God didn't like his heart posture. That's, every time you heard it, it, was like, God didn't like the way he brought that offering. He didn't bring it in the right heart posture, so the Lord got him. That's how, that's how they preach it. But I offer to you that what it was of Cain is that he said, anything will do. I want you to write this down. I will not be an anything will do Christian. Would you write down. I refuse to be anything will do Christian. I refuse to come to God and say, Whatever I give you, accept it. What did Abel do? Abel, he brought up the firstborn of his flock. The first in scripture was always signifying the best. Are you getting this? So what did Abel do? He brought God the best of his flock and of their fat. And when he brought God the best or he brought God the first, God not only respected his offering. Pay attention to this. He respected him as well. Somebody say, I'm learning today. So where in your life at any level have you been anything will do believer? And how have you been measuring your best? <laughs> you hear them crickets, they having lunch, dinner over there in the corner. Are you getting this? Now, Here's the next thing I want you to write down. I'm com- I command myself to bring my best. And my best is my first. Write it down. I command myself to bring my best. And my best is my first. How many of you have ever um, had food, right? And somebody, somebody tried to offer you food that had been picked off over by somebody else. Or you walked, some of you it was Thanksgiving. You walked over to a pan. And you made a decision that you would not eat of the pan. Because so many people had messed over the pan. You looked at that thing like, not, it wasn't my house, it was a pie. Not pie, pie. There was a sweet potato pie there. And yesterday I walked up to the, to the counter and... I mean, body had cut off, I mean, scooped and It was all kind of crust falling over and, and all kind of. And I was like, gosh, dogging. What are y'all doing in this pie? <laughs> Nobody wants messed over seconds. Some of y'all dated messed over seconds. But anyway, some of us don't want. <laughs> it's okay. I just got to keep your attention. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody wants messed over seconds. Why? That ain't hot. Are y'all here today? After we have ravished our possessions. Listen to me. After we have ravished our possessions, then we go to God and be like, here you go. I took the first, but I'll give you what's left. Notice that this principle of first fruits was established before the law. Y'all working with me here today? Please grab that, grab that, grab that. For all of our theologians, because, you know, we got a church full of them. A theologians that's going, you know, oh my God, that was of the law. No, this was get established before a law ever existed. Are you rocking with me? I love Matthew 6.33. We're just teaching, walking through the word. Matthew 6.33 is very powerful scripture very powerful scripture, and, uh, and I love it because it, it, it further reinforces how God does not want to be second in anything. The Bible says, but seek what? First. I can't hear you, church. Seek what? First. First. The, 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 the King James Version says, seek ye. Ye. That ye is powerful. I mean, you know. <laughs> You ever learn the scripture in a certain, in a certain version? It's like, it's only powerful when you hear it like that. See ye. Ye. <laughs> anyway, see, seek first the kingdom of what? And it's... And all these things shall be added to you. First fruits is exactly that. It's putting God first. Write this down. Putting God first in time, order, and importance. Write that down. Putting God first in time, order, and importance. So some of us, we have rearranging work to do this month. We have rearranging work to do. A little things the Lord told me in my study time. He said, Sherman, tell my children we're about to rearrange the world. Because you will start, how many of you, we talked about it last week, we will start living a certain way where our dysfunctionality becomes our normal and we don't see anything wrong with it. There's at least two people that came to me and said, I got healed from stuff this week that I, that I started just living with. I forgot I was even sick. Did y'all getting this? I forgot I even needed a healing. Because it became my Normal. Are you getting this? So some of our lives have become very normal in a lot of ways, whereas God wants to come in and do some rearranging of your life. Where does your priorities lie? Somebody say, it's good to me. Okay, let's keep going then. Genesis 22, verse 2. I want to show you in scripture the power of covenant. And the power of the willingness to give up your first. I said Genesis 22, verse 2. Bible says, then he said, take now your son, your... This is reminiscent of something that was to come. Are you understanding this? It's reminiscent of something that was to come. It reminds me of, of John, your favorite scripture. I'm going to say that like I know. But, but for some of us, the only scripture we know John three sixteen. Don't act like you don't know it. Y'all know it. For okay, stop it. You can stop there. I said you can stop. Y'all still quoting. So, same kind of thing happening here. It is the offering of the only. Somebody said the only. Or let's say it differently. The first. The first. He said, so take now your son, your only son, or let's just say your first son, whom you love, go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on, uh, um, on of the mountains, excuse me, on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now, we all know the story that God did not end up requiring his son, but there was a ram in the bush, but it's not about what was produced. It was about his willingness to do so. Are you getting this? So he was willing to say, It's the only one I've got. Now, let me tell you human nature. If it's the only one I've got, I'm going to hide it. If I only got one dollar left, why y'all trying to play me idiot? The majority of us would be like, Oh, nope. I'm putting this in my sock. Y'all put it in your uh, what they call it, brazier. Y'all, y'all put that one. Y'all put that one dollar. All kind of places because you're not going to let anything touch what you feel like you own. That's the only thing you got. You rocking with me? That's how many of us have been treating life. That's how we've been treating our first. Somebody say, teach us, Apostle. Is that we have been in the posture where we have saying, God, I'm going to hide it. But this is what he said. I want you to grab this principle. I want you to be willing to give me the only or the first that you have. (laughs) God is after your only. Now, some of us would think Well, you know, God knows it's my only. Surely he wouldn't require it of me. God knows this is the only money I have. Surely he wants me to hold on to it. He loves me. I offer to you that you have projected your way of living on God. Thank you, ma'am. And so it's important. Mother said, you're teaching our sermon. Thank you, ma'am. It is important for you to understand (laughs) that in life, you have to be willing and postured in the posture of the kingdom. And the kingdom of God will require much of you. Some of you are like, I wish they would have said that before I came to the altar and got saved, because that's the. They was just saying, you know, the Lord was going to forgive me of my sins. They did not tell me anything about this required stuff. Some of y'all, when it came down, you'd be like, oh. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I'll take my chances. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is there heaven? Is there hell? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know." Because if you be real about it, your journey with Christ has required much of you. Say amen in here. And I offer to you that it's required more than it's had to because you've done it out of order. I'll say it again. Yes, the Christian walk will require of you. But some of us... It's taking more from you than what it had to because you made a decision to live a life out of order. I said something there. And you blamed it on the carrying of your cross. And God said, no, 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 no. You're carrying your dysfunction, not the cross because i never told you to do that i gave you a structure and an order and if you will obey my structure and order then everything will come together like it's supposed to hit your neighbor say he's talking to you what do you mean i'm going to go back to matthew 633 leave this on the screen but i'm going to go back to matthew 633 seek ye first the kingdom of god And his righteousness in all these things will be added to you. So God wants to add more to you. And a lot of us have been experiencing more subtraction than addition. And I offer to you it's only because you've been doing it out of order. You gave God what's left. Suffering that you don't have to suffer. This is good. So he says, I, I, I'm going to give you, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. So let's see what God's response to him. Let's go to, just walk through the scripture. G- Genesis 12, verse 16. Let's go there. Genesis 12. What did I say? I lied. Genesis 22 and verse 16. That's what I meant. Genesis 22 and verse 16 on the back they were like huh where, where are we going genesis 22 and verse 16 here it is and and he said by myself this is God talking i have sworn says the lord because you have done this thing I, I, I at the end i didn't make you i didn't make you give it to me but because you had the willingness to obey me because he didn't know there would be anything it seemed that way he told his son the Lord will provide but he was like you is the provi- you the provision that's what he got. the Lord going to provide he going to provide you man of God that's why as we go up here for the sacrifice you are the provision right so God said because you were willing to do it he says by myself look at this covenant please get this because this is yours I have sworn says the Lord Ooh, the Lord swears by his own name I'm about the run Appreciate all your promises. But when you don't feel like it, you'll disappear. People's commitment is based upon their emotions. I made a decision I want to be like God. Whether I feel like it or not, I'll still show up. You're quiet in here. I said, you're quiet. Let me say it for the people in the back. I said, when I will still show up, whether I feel like it or not, because it is the God kind of way. Don't tell me you didn't feel like it. Because either you're going to walk in supernatural power, or you're going to walk what's led by your flesh or what your body tells you. I said that, and I don't care your opinion about it. You go, I'm supernatural, or I'm natural. But all that playing in this middle mess, cancel the show. we tired. By myself, glory to God. I have sworn that the Lord, because you have done this thing, I, excuse me, and have not withheld your son. Say, not withheld your son. Now, then it's giving giving us them them, them feelings of John 3 again. Your only son. Next verse. Blessing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And mercy. Glory to God. Blessing. I will bless you. It's your promise. This is your promise. Blessing. Good God. I will bless you. And Multiplying. I will multiply you. Now, I need to go back before I finish this. He's not responding to your whatever you want to give offering. <laughs> he's responding to a first first. The only. First things first. That's what he's responding to. A first things first offering. Your only. Are you getting this? Blessing, I will bless you, multiply and I will multiply you. Your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your decisions, oh, your descendants shall, oh, look at this, please, possess the gate. Come on, God, that make me want to run. Of their enemies. Keep that up. Did y'all just see that? And y'all still sitting there, like I said, Mary had a little lamb the blessing went further the blessing did not just say I'm just gonna touch what you got but the the Bible goes on to say he said I'm gonna bless you to take the enemy of everything that's oh my god the gate of every enemy that's been against your life now that's good news because that means that anything that I have suffered for the kingdom's sake that I I don't have to feel like I've lost because the Lord has anointed me and blessed me on such a level that I'm going to take the gate of every single enemy of my soul I feel the Holy Ghost now I'm going to take the gate of every single enemy and he's doing it in response to me offering my is this good? we're talking covenant we're talking covenant we're talking covenant let's go to Exodus chapter 3 let's go to Exodus chapter 3 now now, now we're going to start talking about the law Okay. When God gives the law, Israel had been in bondage. We all know this. And had drifted away from the covenant which God had made with Abram. And uh, and they were now in the bondage of Egypt. Now, let's look at the scripture. Let's go to uh, Exodus three and verse six. Moreover, he said, I'm the God of your father, the God of who? So so the the God of the guy whom I gave the covenant to that you have now gone away from. Are you rocking with me? The God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. The Lord says, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them. I could run. That's because, that's that's, I just got to pause because that's a prophetic message for somebody in here today. That anytime the presence of the Lord is released into a space, I, I need y'all to get this. Whenever God comes down, <laughs> he comes down to deliver. Woo! so whatever some of y'all acting like y'all ain't got no errors of bondage i see you up in here raising your hand and shouting but some of us is bondages in our mind some of us is bondages in our money some of us is bondages in our body but the spirit of god say when he descends somebody say when he descends he descends to deliver i want to prophesy to about a hundred people in the building to tell you that even before you walk out of this building today god is going to release his delivering power to your life he comes down I couldn't let that pass to deliver moving on it was too prophetic to pass so I have come down to deliver them out of the land of Egypt of the Egyptians but I delivered them to bring them I always deliver to bring you to a place I never just pull you out I never, he never just pulls you out without dropping you off somewhere else. (laughs) Y'all getting this? So if he delivers and some of us, oh I hear your Holy Ghost, some of us don't even know we're experiencing deliverance. You got evicted and you thought it was the devil. But the Lord said, what I was doing was pulling you up out of that apartment. Y'all don't want this. But whoever wants it, I'll give it to you by the word of the Lord. To deliver you into your own house. What I did was I had to deliver, bring you out of something to bring you to something. God don't like divorce. He don't believe at all. But some of you, I want to tell you, you got delivered up out of that mess. So that God could bring you to where you really are. teaching in here. Thank you, sir. Of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them up from that land to Oh, I love this. A good A good and what? A good and what? Y'all ain't saying it right. A good and what? A good and large land to a land flowing with milk and honey. So God said, hey, I want to remind you of what I've given you. Let's go to the next verse. So, so, so I've come down to deliver you. Go back. I'm sorry. So I've come down to deliver you out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them uh, uh, up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honeynecks, to a place of the Canaanites, right, and the Hittites and the Amorites and the uh, Perizzites and the Hivites and... And the Jebusites, and I'm not going to do it because too many preachers have done it. And so, but the rest of it. But there's been, there's been, all of these places are the enemies, right? But even what you, which was possessed by somebody else, I'm giving to you. I'm done. Uh, Leviticus 23 and 10. Leviticus 23 and 10. Are you learning anything? God wants my. Somebody's getting the point. God wants my. He wants my first. OK, here it is. Leviticus 2310. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land which I give you and reap its harvest. Then so the Lord says, I'm about to bless you. This is what we talked about earlier. He blesses you, but then he gives you the standard of stewardship. Is everybody rocking with me? Yeah. We saw it with Adam, right? We, we, we saw it with Eve, and then their seed followed that first fruits uh, concept and principle, right? It was the, if we go with the law first mentioned, right, we see it there for the first time, and God's saying, hey, I want not just whatever you want to give me, but I want your best. Now we're seeing it again. He says, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land, when you get what I gave you, When you get what I gave you, let me tell you what to do with it. Are you understanding this? We talked about it pre-law. Now let's look at it now. It says, when you come into the land which I give to you and reap the harvest, then you shall bring a sheaf of the what? I can't hear you, church. Of the what? Of the first fruit of your harvest to the priests. I want you to bring the first fruit and I want you to deliver it. To the leadership. Are you getting this? So he didn't tell you, make a decision where you'll put the first. Just follow the scripture. Let's just walk, walk the word. I don't want my, that's why I've been very careful to just walk you through the word today. I want you to get this. He says, get your first and bring it to the leadership of the house of God. Are we reading the same scripture. I didn't, I didn't write this in here. You, you, is it in your iPad and your iPhone? Is in your Android? Them things work? I don't know. It's, it's in there. <laughs> he says, bring it to, bring it, to, <laughs> bring it to the, bring it to the breeze. I want you to write, it's actually in your notes, on your note card. Okay. Bakiram. Somebody say, Bakiram. This is what it means. It means the promise to come. And what God was saying is that the Israelites saw these first fruit as an investment into their future. Please write that down. Write that down, please. Bakiram, which means the promise to come. That's, that's the Hebrew word for first fruit. Bakiram. It means the promise to come. It means the promise to come. So in essence, they understood when I give God my first fruit, it is an investment into my future. Somebody say, I like that. I like that. God told them that if they brought the first fruit to him, he would bless all that came afterwards. But please notice that the blessing was contingent upon the bringing of the first. (laughs) Let's go to where we started. Play something softly, please. Let's go to where we started. Proverbs 3, 9. Proverbs 3, 9. Honor the Lord with your what? With your what? And with the? Of? Leave that up there. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Okay? So it's a principle of of honoring the Lord, allowing God to do whatever he wants to do with everything that you've had in life. Period. But in addition to that, The Lord says, bring me the first fruit. Bring me, bring me the bakiram, the promise to come. Bring me, bring me the first fruit. And when you bring me the first fruit, I bless the rest. Are you seeing this? In the month of December, I found it very important to lay these principles to you because I want to prepare you before we go into a new year. I believe for some of you, I I know there's so many prophetic words out there and I'm not saying that anybody's wrong because God is speaking a whole bunch of things. But I want to say this. I know that many want to believe, 2020 is your year of vision. Okay. I believe that 2020 is going to be your year of stewardship. So as the prophet assigned to your life, It would be irresponsible for me to not prepare you for your year. So, the month of December, I'm going to prepare you on how to deal with the blessing before it comes. And in 2020, we're about to work, we're about to work as best we can. (laughs) I'll use other words. That's why I'm stuttering, because I'm using proper words. We're about to work as best we can this principle of the first fruit. We're going to start this year off realizing that I'm not going to just give God what's left. I'm going to bring God His best. I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to align myself because I don't want to be in the process of suffering what I don't have to suffer because I've just been operating out of order. Stewardship does not become the run, clap, and holler message. And I'm cool with that. I don't, I'm not like moved by. I don't need you to holler every message. Because when I start reorganizing your life, that equals assessment. we start looking at our priorities that means things have to shift but what I love about it is that the blessing of the Lord that's about to be released in our life the next verse 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 10 says honor the Lord with your possession with the first fruit of all of your increase and so your barns will be filled understanding why the year of 2020 is going to be your year of stewardship is because there's going to be so much there. There's going to be so much there that you got to know how to manage it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I, and I could just lie to you and tell you the Lord's going to bless you, but he ain't. He's, I know that's hard for somebody to receive. You're just not going to just get blessed with this kind of blessing by not following his stewardship principles. So the Lord is saying, "Listen, hey, listen. If you if you follow my directions, bring your first fruits to me. I'm gonna have so much for you to manage. I'm gonna have so much that's gonna listen, and it's the overflow that's about to hit your life, based upon your obedience to God's word. I need about 100 people to give God the kind of praise that signifies." Your gratefulness for the promise to come. I need about a hundred stewards that say I'm about to align my life. Oh, oh I'm about to align my life. I'm about to align my finances. I'm about to align my mind. I will not give God what's left, I will give him the best and he will respond, open your mouth and give him praise in advance for what he's sending in response to your obedience, give him a shout of praise, give him a shout of praise, give him a shout of praise, your bonds will be filled and your vats will overflow with new wine produce the first. Everybody's standing, everybody's standing all over the building.